What's up? And welcome to episode 38 of Throwback Hoops. My name is Rob Clayton, and joining me as he does every week is my main man, Woody V. Woods, what's happening? Ah, a lot, man. A lot's going on in the world of basketball. Uh, wearing this Hawks hat proudly, bro, and I think we'll uh, get into it throughout the episode. You're not wearing we? a DeJounte Murray jersey as well to match that hat, are <laughs> No, 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 not, not today. No, uh, yeah. Looking forward to discuss that. So, all right, well, just before we get into it, guys, so just a quick reminder where to find us. Um, please make sure you watch our videos and like and subscribe on YouTube. And if you're listening to the audio, the podcast is available on all podcast channels. Please make sure you like, rate and subscribe. All right, so let's get into it. We've got a fair bit to talk about today, Woods, but as always, we'll start off with our jerseys. Um, as the viewers will know, we've had a bit of a theme um, well, for the month of June. We're now the 1st of July as we recorded this, but um, yeah, the theme is Aussies in the NBA. So who are you rocking today? Someone I'm very fond of and someone who we'll talk about a little bit because, uh, as we said, a lot happened in the world of basketball and uh um, I'll just get up and you can just uh, talk, 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 hey, talk to viewers. What's got to say before you stand up? It's a bit ironic. You can see the name at the top of my jersey, the team, and you're standing up and what you're wearing. So the, yeah. viewers, will, the viewers will click on what we mean in a second. Exactly. So let yeah. me just stand up and why don't you take everyone through what jersey I'm wearing? Yeah. So Woody's standing up wearing a Utah Jazz home jersey, number two, none other than our Aussie, Joe Ingalls. Now, I know Woody's is a big fan of, of jingles there and he'll have a few nice things to say about him. Yeah. yeah and nice for- jersey, bro. Thanks, man. And for all the viewers that, that can't see, Robbie's wearing a Milwaukee Bucks jersey. And we just got news uh, today that Joe Ingles had signed a one-year deal with, with Milwaukee. So it's really exciting for him coming back from that injury. Right, Robbie? And so that news wasn't broke by Woj or Shams or anyone, was it? It was um, broke by... Broke by uh, Renee Ingles. By Renee Ingles. Nice. That was a big scoop there. But no, I like that move. We'll talk about a little bit about that later. So yeah, what do you got to say about your boy there? Yeah, well, Joe Ingles was initially a throw-in in that uh, acquisition of Dante Exum because the Jazz wanted to make sure that he had a fellow Australian there to help him get acclimatized to you know life playing in the pros. So mm. um, after all of that, it was Joe Ingles that became the favorite son in Utah. Um, and he ended up being, by the time he's left now, the, the highest ever three-point field goal, goals made in the history of the Jazz. So. Mm. What a great career he had. He's had up to date and, and he serviced the Utah um, team well. And even off the court, his, his family was heavily involved in the community. Yeah. Um, and just a little bit about Joe Ingles. He started off his career as uh, NBL Rookie of the Year and he's played a few years here in the, in the NBL and um, won a championship actually in uh, 2009, I think it was, with the um, South Dragons. Yep, and they folded shortly after, didn't they? Yeah, th- they did. And then he went over and had a great career over in Europe and uh, teamed up in, in Spain with uh, Ricky Rubio, who later, later on became his teammate at, at the Jazz. Um, mm-hmm. They were playing at uh, Barcelona together. So yep, yep. Uh, they developed that really good friendship. And He's just been a terrific Australian, you know, someone who wears that uh, jersey with pride. Um, no one was happier than he um, alongside Paddy Mills and those guys when they were able to win that bronze medal at the Olympics. Yeah. Uh, just just an all-round great guy and someone who's used his talent um, to the best of his ability to maximize what he can do. Great playmaker, great three-point shooter, great teammate. I'm really looking forward to see uh, him teaming up with Giannis there. Um, obviously, Giannis also teamed up with his good friend, Matthew Delavadova, once upon a time in mm. Milwaukee. So, You know um, what I love about Ingles there? Woody, he's got a bit of that Aussie mongrel in him, doesn't he? He just doesn't take any crap from anyone. Normally, he's the one giving it out, loves his trash talk, and I, I love that. Love that yep. about him. 
and and also the, the great work he's done with um you know autism and kids with autism his his own child has it and 100%. he's been a great ambassador of of the court as well so he's he's a great basketball player he's had a great career but he's also a terrific human being well said woods as always um i love the jersey i do prefer my green joe ingles one that i've got but hey that's still a nice one you've got there right but thanks buddy nice one nice one all right well i'll talk us through so yeah as i said it's kind of our last episode of doing the aussies in the nba jerseys there so i thought i might hang up possibly one of the rarest aussies in the nba jerseys that one might find there so as you can see hanging behind me is the red number 41 chicago bulls so i know people are probably sitting there thinking chicago bulls and an aussie it's not chris anstey who the heck is that guy so who the heck that guy is is none other than a Cameron Bairstow Adidas Chicago Bulls rookie jersey. What do you think about that, Woods? Awesome. I think you're the only one in the in the world that uh, I think so. I think has Cam, one of those. Cam Bairstow's mum might have one. Yeah, of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the Bairstow family might have, uh, have right, one of those. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so a little bit of info on Bairstow. So he played two seasons in the NBA after getting drafted by Chicago at pick 49 in the 2014 draft out of New Mexico. Um, incidentally, another um, big man from Australia also went to New Mexico and Chicago, none other than our own Luke Longley. Um, yep. So look, Bairstow, yeah, he played with the Bulls for two seasons. He had three starts in those two seasons, which was pretty cool, uh, before returning to Australia, where he's um, you know, put up great numbers. Um, you know, he's played with uh, Brisbane, Illawarra and Adelaide. Um, had another big injury last year, and that seems to be the big issue with him, doesn't it? Um, he certainly produces when he's healthy, but I think staying on the court has been a bit of an issue for him. But he's still only 31 years old there, Woods, so hopefully he can have some further productive seasons. Um, I believe he's a free agent at the moment. Yes, he is. Um, he is. We spoke the other day. If either one of our teams, the Wildcats or the Kings, were to pick him up as a backup big there, I'm sure we'd both be very pleased with that. He's certainly got some skills there. Um, yeah, so well, he showed he was good enough to start last year, you know, because and, Isaac Humphries was too. out and Efficient, absolutely yeah. dominating it, automatic uh, 10 and 10 guy almost, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah no, big time he's improved a bit of range and stuff with his shot and that there. So, yeah, so that's my very random Cam Bairstow, um Chicago Bulls jersey. So, look, I'll just stand up and show you the other one I'm wearing today. A um, bit of a name that's probably topical at the moment, but yeah, I'll stand up and show you who I'm rocking. So, Robbie's wearing the green Milwaukee Bucks. Pawn Maker jersey. Um, an absolute classic looking pretty, jersey. Pretty rare one too, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I love the look of those that, that particular style of good, yeah. those Milwaukee jersey. And we saw Pawn last night, obviously, um, make his return. Didn't, uh, didn't do a whole lot, did he? Yeah, didn't he, do a whole lot. I mean, he, he, he looked like, I mean, Kane Pittman was saying that he's only played 20 odd games since the pandemic. You could really see that he was um, yeah, lacking yeah. some time on the court. And I think he had reps. as many turnovers and fouls as he did points and rebounds combined, I think, from, from looking at the stats at the end. Yeah. But, all right, well, just a little bit about Thon Maker there. So as I mentioned, this is his green um, Adidas Milwaukee Bucks rookie jersey. Um, he played five seasons in the NBA after getting drafted by Milwaukee at pick 10 in the 2016 draft straight out of high school. Uh, Maker was born in South Sudan before moving to my hometown of Perth at age five. Um, he played with the Bucks, Pistons and Cavs. He's currently, well, I think he's currently in the NBA G League with Long Island. I think that's more the last team that he was on. So obviously he's looking for a, a fresh gig this season. Um, Look, we've probably got to be honest, Woods, as much as we do love this guy, a little bit of a disappointment. Um, only 25 years of age, you know, picked 10 in the draft and, and already sort of out of the league there. So we'd love to see him get back in there. Um, 
of course, you know, there is a chance that he gets that second chance in the NBA. Um, but if not, come and play for the Perth Wildcats. We'll gladly have you here. Even though we don't have a coach at the moment, you can come and come and play for us and we'll, we'll show you what it's um, like to play for a winning organisation if you scrapped last year. Um, so, look, there's certainly some good pedigree in this family, isn't there, Wood? So his yep. brother, Matua, recently earned an NBL championship with your Kings alongside uh, cousin McCraw. Um, he's got a cousin, Alir Alir, who plays support Adelaide in the AFL. So, yeah, as I said, very talented family there. Um, yeah, certainly wish Thon all the best there. You know, I wouldn't mind. I mean, obviously, I'd like to see him with Perth, but just to see him back in the NBL, if it did happen to be with Melbourne or another team, it would be nice to sort of see him back here. Um, so, yeah, that's my jerseys for the week. So, I've got to say, Woods, I don't have a Thon or a Cam Besto bobblehead, but come on, man, a Cam Besto Bulls jersey. That might be one of my rarest. So, oh, definitely, definitely. I like it too, man. Yeah. And, and good, good, good. Good way to end the end the month representing the Aussies in the NBA. I think we did a really good job showcasing some some terrific jerseys during the month. Uh, it's of, funny, of I June, actually couldn't, man. couldn't find my thumb one in the cupboard, and I was digging through, and I found one I forgot I had. I had a Ryan Brokoff Dallas Mavericks jersey, so I was like, "Oh, do I wear that?" And I thought, "No, I'm gonna gonna rock the thumb maker one." Well, we're actually we're actually recording on July first, so even though we did it in June, you know, it's just yeah. we finished it off here with our last few. Right? Hey, would should we be honest and tell the, yes. the viewers and the listeners? So we actually did record we this should. podcast a couple of days ago, but um. The company that we use to host our podcast service basically dropped the ball and they lost our episode. So we're dedicating another lot of time to, to re-record this episode. But um, yeah, we're doing it with a smile on our face. And to be honest, since we did record that night, there has been a lot of stuff that's gone down. So maybe absolutely, maybe absolutely, well. absolutely. So, well, let's get into that stuff we were talking about, right? So, sure thing, um, buddy. so look, I thought before we get into the free agency stuff, obviously the NBA draft took place exactly a week ago in Brooklyn there. Um, yep. Yeah, I wanted to talk about that. It was really great to see Aussies Dyson Daniel get selected at pick eight by the Pels, as well as my boy Luke Travis getting picked at uh, selected at pick 56 by the Cavs. Also, the two French NBL next stars also getting drafted, Ousmane Dieng at pick 11, Hugo Besson at the very last pick 58. Um, what were your thoughts on all those um, forwards? And you know, do you think they're good fits? And what are your thoughts on their situations there? Yeah, let's start off with Luke Travis. I mean, this, this kid uh, was probably not looking at getting drafted at all. He was falling out of the top 100 when, when you know, the draft boards were coming up. Mm. He had a down year with the Perth Wildcats. But, you know, he really um, put in a lot of work in, and impressed in, in all his um, one-on-one workouts or mm. group workouts with the various NBA teams. He showed his IQ, I think, didn't he? That's a big thing. And, and a very versatile player at his size that can do a lot of things. You know, it's not necessarily about being, uh, you know, a stud in the NBA. If you can you know, fill a role effectively and, and be a good role player, then you're going to get an opportunity. And he put in that hard work. I think his game is, is well suited to that, um, to the NBA style. Um, and he climbed up those draft boards and, and, and going to Cleveland is going to be great for him. Cleveland's got a, the history with Australians, as we know. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think fair play to him and, and, and congrats because uh, I didn't see it happening. I know the sports blokes and a few others, you know, got a, a, a tweet that I made a few months ago about Luke Travis is not getting drafted. And now I've got a bit of egg, egg on my face, man. But but, fair uh, call though, Woods. I mean, you're not going to get a bigger homer, Perth Wildcats homer than me. And I, I mean, I thought it was probably a slim chance he'd get drafted. But you're right, the way he played this year, I mean, I think a few people commented he's probably not even a starter in the NBA at this level at the moment but we've got to remember how young the guy is and obviously how much upside he's got with his his ball skills and that IQ we sort of spoke about there so yep. yeah really please hopefully I'll be ordering a, a Cleveland Cavs jersey if he ends up sticking to that roster yeah what did you think about the other three then? yeah let's move on to the other Australian Dyson Daniels and I mean the kid's got so much talent um yeah. and for him to go to New Orleans it's going to be a great situation for Good him situation right yeah yeah and I was gonna say you know these two guys uh you know um 
Grand Theft Alvarado and Dyson Daniels coming off the bench, wreaking havoc, you know, in, in, yeah. in the backcourt. Great for that team. Um, you got CJ McCollum, who can be a great mentor for him there. Um, by, by, by all um, reports, um, you know, we're going to have Zion Williamson coming back and playing, looking a lot more healthy this year. That team's looking nice. a, a lot better. And I think um, it's a good fit for him. Uh, and yeah, the, the world is his oyster. So re- really happy. And he, he could end up being one of the, one of the greatest Australian server play in the NBA, man. I, I know it's a big call, but he, he has all the skills to actually translate still, that game. Still growing as well, right? So, yeah, that's obviously good. He's you now He's got all the tools and that. I know there was something else that called oh, with yes. Dyson Daniels on draft day. Oh, his mother, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, Dyson Daniels' mother stole the show, right? And, Internet uh, was buzzing after she oh, went Twitter, Instagram, yeah. all, all social media was going off about Dyson's mother but uh no good to see that um his parents came hey, very very good looking family you got to be honest very good looking family mm-hmm. and really proud of the kid and you know he took that route to go through the g league unite to get to the to the N- N- nba yep. so you know it was, it was a good o- o- opportunity for him he got to play in the in the next stars challenge and be present at all-star weekend learn from the likes of rick barry i think yep. these opportunities put him in good stead um and he'll be prepared to to take the leap to the next level man no, good call. And what about the two Frenchies? Yeah, the two New Zealand breakers, right? Uh, <laughs> like they keep saying, the New Zealand NBL or whatever. I keep hearing people say that. It's like, yeah. no, playing the New Zealand in the NBL. Yeah, okay, well, um, we'll, we'll start off with Ossium um, and Deng, right? Um, am I saying that right? Mm, I think you say it different every time you say it. To be yeah. honest, I, I've been saying Ousmane Deng. Okay, hey, Ousmane, no Ousmane Deng. I didn't okay. take French at school either. The kid is young um, and he's got a huge upside, you know, with someone with that kind of body athleticism that can do a lot of things. He's going to have to learn on the job. And I think OKC is going to be a great situation for him. You know, OKC is a team that's in rebuild mode and they've given Josh Giddy the, the chance to, you know, uh, learn on the job and make mistakes on the job. And yeah. a guy like Poku, Chevsky and, and, and you know, these, these, these talented raw players, um, you go to OKC and you can you can learn a bit there because if you're in a situation where a team is trying to win, then you know you're probably not going to get that opportunity to play as much. So I think mm. it's 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 good for him to go there, and um, we might not see the best of him for a few years yet. But I hope I've got a decent strength and conditioning coach at OKC yeah. Woods. I've got to say you've got Ding, you've got Chet Holmgren, um, Holmgren, you've got Poku, your boy Poku. So I think if you add the combined weight to those three, right. it adds up to like you know what 180 kilos or something like that, right? So yeah, yeah, no, there's a lot of work to do, but it's certainly like you said, a lot of upside there. And, and we saw in the back half of the NBL season, you know, yeah. uh, how good a player he he can be. You know, he we saw the better, the yeah. potential was right there, and we saw glimpses of that. The first half of the season, he was struggling to play alongside grown man and whatnot but as he got the, uh, the knack of things and got used to that environment we saw yeah. him really develop so really excited to see what what comes of um uh osman diang all right what about <laughs> hugo basson okay yeah hugo basson man like 58th pick the last pick in the draft right Mr. irrelevant yeah yeah, I was really surprised he dropped that low because during the NBL season, you know, he was as high as twenty on some yeah, draft boards. Lot, and you got a guy who can straight up um, play, make a little bit for his teammates, shoot the shoot the ball really, really well. He can attack the basket. He's got a, a full bag of tricks, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, a bit like Evan Fournier, Nando Decolo, you know, his his fellow countrymen. Yeah. He has those kind of similarities. So, but I think he's ready. He's he's more ready than some of the. The aforementioned guys, you know, he'll in be fact, playing, with, playing with Joe Ingles, won't he? He will be, he will be. So, you know, that's 
I mean, he's going to have a good situation there on that veteran ball club, you know, and, and learning from the likes of Jingles and Drew Holiday and, mm. and Giannis and co, that it's going to put him in good stead for sure. So, yeah. no, either way, look, congratulations to all four for sort of getting drafted. It was very sort of special watching that, wasn't it? You know, seeing two Aussies and obviously the two NBL next stars getting picked. So, certainly watching those four with interest. But um, obviously, wanted to sort of talk about the, the top end of the draft, it would. So, a little bit of a surprise on draft day, wasn't it, with Paolo Benchero going number one? I mean, all the males seem to have. Jabari Smith going number one for all the mock drafts for about the last month. So something obviously changed there. But what were your thoughts on, on Dan Shero going number one with Orlando? Yeah. How surprised were you about that? Yeah, for whatever reason, there was no pre-draft interview or workout between, uh, you know, Dan Shero and the Magic, right? Yeah. So that was the big surprise. But obviously, they've seen something in him. I mean, regardless, they've got a great player there. And Orlando is going to... They've got a lot of young pieces that are coming along. Yeah, I um, and I think that this year they're, they're going to have, you know, some guys come come back from from injuries. Jonathan Isaacs and uh, former overall, um, number one overall pick, um, having a blank, Markel Fultz, right? So those yeah. guys are going to be back. Uh, Mo Bamba is going to keep developing. I know one of those teams, they seem to have about 10 former lottery picks on that roster, don't they? So they've really got some talent there. Cole Anthony as well. So, yep. you know, um, they've got a lot of guys there, right? Yeah, but, and obviously, you know, they've got uh, Wag, uh, Wagner there and they've yep. got, um, you know, Suggs from last year. So Suggs. Very young team. So I think they've got a lot of salary cap for next year. So if they can have a decent year, you know, perhaps push for that sort of playing spot, they'll have some salary to perhaps get, you know, like a veteran or, you know, that sort of, you know, mid-range, sort of mid-age sort of player next season. So it looks promising for Orlando. But what were your thoughts? We won't go, you know, totally through the draft. What were your thoughts on maybe Hong from going to OKC and then Jabari Smith for, for the Rockets? Jabari Smith was pretty disappointed. Did you see that on his yeah, face? He, when he, happy, wasn't, he? he didn't yeah. look happy at all. I think I you thought... miss out on some money, don't you? If you I think the first pick slightly, the scale goes down, I think. I think he ex- yeah, he expected to go to Orlando there. So yeah. that was a bit of a surprise. But I don't know, the think tank in Orlando must have thought, you know, maybe a slightly better fit. I mean, either way, both teams have got two really great players, you know, all-star level talent. So yep. I think whether, whether it be a Banchero, Smith, these guys are going to be great players. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've just got to make the situation work for yourself wherever you are, right? So um, as far as Chet, you know, I'm still not 100% sold on him. You know, I don't know how good he can be. As, as you said, he needs to get into the weight room. He's yeah. a bit of a unicorn there. He reminds me of Chris Tapp's Porzingis. He needs to get in the lunch room as well as the weight room, I think. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, yeah. Hey, I'll put it to you. Woods, out of those top three picks, firstly, will any of them be multiple All-Stars, so more than one? And who will be the first, if any of them do, to make the All-Star team out of those three? Putting you on the spot there. I'd have to go with Jabari there, you know? Okay. Yep. Like, num- th- number three overall pick. I think he'll be the first to be an All-Star. And I think... Um, yeah, I think... Banchero as well will be an all-star. I think they'll both be multiple-time all-stars, but I think Jabari Smith might get there first. Not a lot of people remember Jabari Smith's dad playing. It's only those NBA diehards like us that probably do remember that. But yeah, it's definitely a blast from the past. Remember when all the draft were like, Jabari Smith, wow, I remember that name. Like, in, yep. you know, whatever it was, late 90s or something like that. But Maybe yeah, we'll pull his dad's card in one of our packs. Maybe. That'd be pretty good, wouldn't it? So yeah. I thought just to wrap up the draft stuff, maybe we can sort of talk about one guy, you know, sort of out of that lottery that sort of, you know, we've got some expectations for for the season. Maybe I'll start off with that one. So Sure. I'll put I'll I'll take your Hawks hat off and put it on. And I want to talk a little bit about um AJ Griffin, who the Hawks drafted yep. at pick 16. So coming out of Duke, he just had the one season at Duke. So his son of uh he's a, the son of former NBA player Adrian Griffin, um 10 seasons in the NBA. A lot of people will remember him. He's been on the, a lot of NBA benches these last few years as an assistant as well. Um 
Look, I think it's a pretty solid pick, actually. A lot of people were saying it could be a top 10 pick. So to get him at, at pick 16 was pretty good. The guy is only 18, um, a very good shooter as well. So it's certainly his game should translate to, to the modern day NBA. A few question marks about his defense, but look, I think he's, you know, he's got the size and everything that they can sort of work him into the, you know, being a better defender there. So that's probably my sort of guy I'm looking out for there. Woods, what, what about you? Yeah, look, I want to talk a little bit about Walker Kessler. Um, and, and, I like that and name, don't you? I, I do. And he, he was the uh, 22nd pick to go to the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I think Minnesota have, have you know, addressed an issue here to get um, some real good interior presence there to put alongside, you know, Carl Anthony Towns. And this, this, this guy's block rate was unbelievable, you know? I mean, I'm, I'm talking six blocks per 30 minutes, right? Um, yeah. I was just joking, the white Matumbo, right? <laughs> he played two years in college, uh, one year at North Carolina where he didn't do much, but then he transferred to Auburn last year for his second year, started all 34 games, 11.4 points per game, 8.1 rebounds and 4.6 blocks in just 25 minutes per game. Mm. And, and, and this kid has got a lot of defensive accolades that he, he, he garnered uh, during his college career. Naismith Defensive Player of the Year, NABC Defensive Player of the Year, SEC Defensive Player of the Year. Yep. Um, so, I mean, ex-McDonald's All-American. So he was a team manager, Barry Smith, wasn't he, at Auburn? Yeah, he would have been. He would have been. Yeah. Pretty solid front line there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah, really excited to see what he can offer. I think the, um, Minnesota could do with someone like him. And, and yeah, that's that's the one guy I'm looking forward to. Uh, good call. I was going to say as well, I mentioned AJ Griffin for the Hawks. As much as we are excited about him, we're both obviously pretty aware that Nate McMillan, he's probably not a great fan of playing rookies there, is he? So, didn't give no. any of the Hawks rookies any burn last year. Hopefully, a Congo gets a bit more. So, probably not expecting to see a lot of court time for him. But look, on that, there's been a little bit of Hawks news, hasn't there, Wood? So, look, we'll start off. Obviously, NBA free agency started today. So, there's been a lot of moves. Um, I'll throw it over to you, Woods. Um, tell me about some of the, the people sort of changing teams there that you're sort of most interested about so far, given we're sort of about 24 hours in. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, Jalen Brunson going to, going to the Knicks. Yep. Um, not a big four, surprise, was it? Yeah, four but... years, 104 million. Yep. Um, I think that you know, I think one of our teammates yesterday at basketball is saying, Look, I think he's getting paid a little bit too much, but I think 104 million, four Mate, years. That's I what think... Anthony Simons got with Portland. I, I think... that guy had about 10 good games. He plays well for the last 10 games of the season. You never hear of the bloke again. So, like, who would you trust, Jalen Brunson or Anthony Simons? I don't yeah. know why I'd be putting my money on that. Yeah, but... Jalen Brunson showed in the playoffs what he can do. His dad's now on the coaching staff there, right? Um, whether that move was uh, former NBL import there. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, from Adelaide 36ers. I, I like that. I like uh, the one I'm surprised about, Gary Payton, you know, GP2, yeah, going yeah. to Portland. I just thought the Warriors might afford to keep him after um, his con- contributions last year, right? Uh, yeah. There's been a few little ones as well, hasn't there? Like there was, um, you know, guys like PJ Tucker signing with Philadelphia and yep. a few guys coming back to their teams, like Victor Oladupo's re-up with Miami, Bobby Portis's re-up with Milwaukee. Um, Paddy Mills re up two years with Paddy Mills, yeah. But um, yeah. I believe so. Look, obviously, there was a trade as well between Washington and Denver. So I think um, Washington traded KCP and Ish Smith, who's going to break the record for, for most teams, to, to Denver for, for my boy Will Barton and Monty Morris. But um, am I right in thinking, Woods, there might have been another trade, I think, that's come through? Um, <laughs> would you like to, to tell the viewers and the audience about that and what your thoughts uh, are on that trade? Incredible trade. So we have DeJounte Murray coming to our Hawks. Right, uh, alongside our man Jock Landale. Yeah, and so, we, we traded an over the hill Italian who was basically out of contract anyway, and a bunch of draft picks that if the Hawks are going to be good, like we think, will be like the twenty fifth draft pick. And keeping in mind what we just said that we don't play draft picks anyway, so 
Mate, I know we were both on the phone yesterday morning when that news came in. I'm thrilled about it, to be honest. I think we were a little bit worried it was going to be John Collins or someone else, but to give up Gallo, who we were going to get rid of 100% anyway, I'm still not quite sure what the Spurs are doing, to be honest. I mean... So I was thinking about that. A good contract. What are you doing? I was thinking about that, right? The Spurs received three first-round draft picks and a future first-round draft swap. So I think they're going into complete rebuild mode, a little bit like Philly did with their... the process situation there. Um, and I think that they're, they're hoping to get the, the, the French kid maybe potentially next year in the draft and mm-hmm. like they did when they landed on Tim Duncan, you know, many years back and, and start from scratch. So I think that's the, the, mm-hmm. the thinking there. We're going to get as much as we can to set up our future. Um, by that same token, you know, keeping Popovich there doesn't make sense because you really want to start tanking a little bit. I and Pop's um, going to try and get wins anyway. Right? I think Dr. Emmett Brown Popovich from Back to the Future might have finally lost the plot and you know, been yeah. playing with his flux capacitator a little bit too much because, yeah, I just, I'm baffled by that move. Yeah, they get some draft picks. Like I said, if the Hawks have the success we're expecting, these are not going to be high draft picks. But I should sort of say as well, San Antonio have had some good luck with guys late in the first round. They've had Keldon Johnson, they've had the forward, um, and also they've had um, DeJounte. DeJounte. So three pretty good players. Um, Pretty fitting, isn't it, Woods, last year that you bought DeJounte Murray and Jock Landau. Oh, man, I did. I did. That's still a good one to have, right? And we were talking today as well. I mean, I'm not sure if you count Ricky Grace. I mean, he had two 10-day contracts with the Hawks in the late 90s. I'm not sure if he was even naturalized then, but this is the Hawks' very first um, Australian player they're going to have on the team so yeah we've been longing for it for years when are the hawks ever going to get an aussie so now they've got landale there so that's great back then ricky grace wasn't naturalized either at that point yeah, he was still he an wasn't. american right yeah. so and i think um i would actually look at moving on from clint capella here right awesome. give okongu okay, that starting center role let him play I, if, if that will happen and and jock landale what did you call his first up. name what did you call the congo's first name onyeka Okay, well, you sounded different when you said it. No, I like that. No, I, like I just it. said Okongu. Okay, you know I'm a big fan of Okongu there, so I think it's good. I think Jock Landau will be good. Um, uh, Kevin Hurdle will have a, a mate in the, the locker room again now, so he's always a bit, bit outnumbered there and, um, <laughs> in terms of the white boys on the Hawks there. So, no, nah, I look really pleased about that. I mean, I don't, I'm don't. i not 100% sure. He's got Bogdanovich there. Man. Oh, Bogdanovich as well. But you remember when all the stuff was going with all the, the protests and that, he was yeah. the only white guy on the team. Yeah. He was sort of doing all the marches with him, so you know I love a bit of red velvet there. But, yeah, yeah. Uh, very excited. The fact we're still holding on to Jay so you're still not totally sure the Hawks are done with moves there. I mean, I think you might find, you know, Lou Williams will probably go there. Um, I really hope they actually keep my boy DeLon there because I think if they can have DeJounte and Trey... He's gone, man. He's like, gone. DeLon's gone? Yes, he's signed. I will tell you, I just was reading, man. He has signed with the Wizards. Two years, 16 million, man. Well, that puts a damper on the podcast, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm glad I didn't buy his jersey last year. That would have been a waste. But look, happy, happy for DeLon Wright. He always seems to go to be a good player where he goes, but he's just always one of those players that's looking for that next big contract and stuff. But good luck to him there. Um, look, probably there's more we could talk about, Woods. We probably won't talk about them all, but we should probably talk a little bit about the Brooklyn Nets and the situation that's going on there. So um, obviously everyone saw the, the news with Kyrie. Um, it was unusual, actually. Kyrie was trying to get his name into, into the news and everything this week and making everything all about him. So that was strange to me. I've actually never seen Kyrie do that. He normally seems to be a really normal person and a great teammate and everything else like that. Um, yeah, people know that I'm sarcastic, right? So um, what were your thoughts on the, the whole Kyrie thing and then obviously the news with KD today? Yeah, look, I mean... Are those two still really good friends? Mm, you got to wonder now, right? They were brothers, man. Mm. Every, every way you would hear them talk about each other would just be full of praise, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think there may be some bridges, bridges burnt there now. Okay. And I don't know, man. I think if Kevin Durant stayed around, there's no 
There's no um, mandate for vaccinations anymore. Curry would have played more games this year. Paddy Mills is just re-upset. Curry's there. You've got um, Ben Simmons potentially coming back. If you can get those guys on the court, the Brooklyn Nets would be a decent team this year, man. Great, right? great, yeah. And I think that like he should just stick stick with them and give it a, give it a try because now the Nets don't have to send him to Phoenix where he wants to go or Miami. They're going to be like. I'm going to send him wherever I, I, I want, man. You know, exactly. I don't care if the Spurs want him, man, or OKC yeah. want him. We'll send I, him back to OKC. I agree. Man. They need to do whatever they can to kind of make this work and at least give it a season because I don't think they've really had, you know, the continuity and just getting those guys together. But yeah, as we said, they weren't great in the playoffs last year. They went, it wasn't a good matchup with them against the Celtics. But, you know, the East is still very open. There's a lot of teams kind of on a similar playing field there. So yep. if they were healthy and Kyrie decided that he actually wanted to be a, a normal teammate and a normal human being this year, I think. Think there's a chance that they could go far but there's a lot of ifs ifs there so it's going to be very interesting i mean the way this market's going woods we might wake up tomorrow and there's been a trade or something like that but we're not doing another podcast tomorrow though right this is just, <laughs> no definitely not let's have to be stuck with the record there so all right no that's good so look we'll um we'll certainly be back we'll talk about our sort of schedule towards the end of the show but we'll certainly be back you know again this month and, and sort of give some more updates on the free agents and everything and yeah looking forward to talk a bit more about that so all right, unless you've got anything else to add on that, Woods, we might go into a bit of NBL um, free agency stuff and a bit of NBL 1. So That's good, man. All right. So, yeah, I might throw it over to you, Woods, for an NBL update. So, look, it's been, you know, a week and a half or so since we last recorded. I um, just wanted to see what sort of moves have taken place. And then, as well as that, maybe give us a bit of an update on the, the Boomers and um, the World Cup qualifiers that are going on at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Let, maybe let's just start off with... Uh... Your man, Scott Morrison, uh, deciding to part ways with the Perth Wildcats. How you yes. feel about that, man? I'm pumping my fist for those that are only listening to the audio. I'm very pleased about that. Um, just a message to Scott Morrison. Um, good riddance and don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out, mate, because you were not what our team wanted. You were just everything that was anti-Perth Wildcats. The way you handled yourself towards the end of the last season, disgraceful. I'll never forget it. Never want to mention this guy's name on this podcast ever again. Continue. <laughs> Well, well, tell us what you really think, Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, the, the, the good news is there's a lot of nice candidates that are, you know, um, applying and interested in that Wildcats job, including yep. ex-Sydney Kings coach Will Weaver, who recently parted ways with the Houston Rockets. Yep. So having someone, I know you've, you've been a bit critical on his substitution patterns and various different things about how he coached the Kings, but the guy's now gone, spent some time in the NBA, um, and, and he's probably going to, he's probably come back with a, a lot more knowledge and, and uh, experience. He's a high, high pedigree coach, for sure. I mean, look, if I was the, the GM there, if the, you know, the SEN group want to add me there, I'll probably know a little bit more about the, the Wildcats and their, their franchise and history than they do, but um, I'd be recommending him to take a punt on none other than, than John really. Um, I think he'd be a really good coach. Obviously, he's had a bit of success coaching over in the US. He's, you know, been involved with the Boomers teams over the years. But I just think he's a very smart player. I think he'll be someone that could communicate very well with the team there. So, yeah, that would be, look, if I was selecting, you know, I know Jacob Chance has had an interview as well, um, you know, the Tasmania, Jack Jumper's current assistant there. But it'd be really for me if I had a choice. But, yeah, anyway. So we saw um, Don Maker yesterday. Um play for the boomers we'll get into that a little bit later i think pretty john john really's on that on that coaching staff at the yes, moment isn't he? Right. Yeah, yeah so yeah. hopefully that could be a bit of a bit of a warm-up and so i was just thinking team. there you know maybe there's some synergy there because uh word has come out the thorn makers agents been talking to a lot of nbl teams so mm. um you know 
potentially he, he could make a return to the NBL and, yep. and, and join your Wildcats. You know, we spoke about earlier how he's awesome. uh, got roots in Perth, right? Mm, absolutely. Yeah. After watching him yesterday, though, did you yeah. still want A bit rusty, yeah. Is there <laughs> anyone else to talk about or do you want to go on to the Boomer stuff? Uh, no, we'll maybe quickly go through a few yeah, of the, yeah. the signings. So the Jack Jumpers have signed Milton Doyle and Rashad Kelly, a, mm-hmm. a shooting guard and a power forward. Both yeah. journeymen played all over the world. Um, and that completes their three imports. Now they've they've already got Josh Majet locked up, and that nearly yeah. finalized their roster already. Yeah, so absolutely. um Derek Pardon, the breakers what? have signed, <laughs> signed Derek Pardon. Oh, no, sorry. Yeah, okay, all right. That's Mo- Mo- Modi Mayo's been um targeting him for a, a long time since he took over the role. Yeah. Um apparently he's a very versatile big man, can stretch the floor. Um, and he's got a lot of experience playing overseas. So it'll be interesting to see what he can bring to the table. Mm. Um, the one I want to talk about is uh, Southeast Melbourne. They've signed Puerto Rican point guard, Gary Brown. And by all reports, this guy's an absolute stud. He's 29 years old, so he's been around. Yeah. Um, his international career has included stints in Turkey, Italy, Israel, and Puerto Rico. He's the starting point guard right now on the Puerto Rican national team. Uh, I think we heard Matt McQuaid on, on the on the clutch round table podcast the other day, speak about him briefly as well. Yeah. Um, that he comes. Jeez, they change that point guard um, import spot or the guard import spot every year. So anyway, now don't they? The yeah. That, that's one thing I was going to talk about, you know, mm. Robertson, Kiefer Sykes. Yep. Uh, last year they had um, Xavier Munford. Right. Yep. So, um, you know, it's been a bit of musical chairs at that point guard position mm. for Southeast Melbourne, but maybe they've, they've found a, a good one here in, in, in Brown. Let's see that. Yeah, see what, what he can offer. Interesting. I saw your boy JLA saying he's definitely not coming back as well. So that's a pretty yeah. big hole for United to fill there, isn't it? But I don't know. I have this feeling, but I have a feeling that they're going to be the um, getting due up reef. I don't yeah, due up reef, man. No, no, there's, 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 already, there's already talk about oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a feeling. And keeping up that tradition of, you know, former Perth people not going back to play for the Wildcats, I could probably read your list as long as my arm of those players. But, hey, if due up reef or Thom goes back, but I could definitely see due up reef going to United and just really, you know, carving up a really good role with them. Yeah, or Thon Maker, you know, because they, yeah. have, they, have, they have deep pockets, Melbourne United, right? Yeah. And those, sure. those boys are going to be asking for a bit, right? Mm, yeah, good call. Yeah. Good call. All right, well, why don't you tell us about the Boomers? I know they played their first game last night against China. Um, Seven-point win? Yeah. And, and I mean, shout-out to Delhi. 16.7 rebounds, four assists. Really led the team well. Mm. Um, I know we went through that team uh, sheet with AJ Ogilvy when he was on the show. Yeah. And, and we spoke very highly of the team. But an interesting fact that I heard on commentary was the highest PPG points per game scorer on that team was Jack McVay at about 11.9. So they didn't have a bona fide scorer, like mm. highest points per game in the NBL last year. They didn't have a bona fide 15, 16 plus points per game guy. So it's by committee. And they they mm-hmm. developed a 16 point lead and it was tied. At Shot two, well, didn't they? Yeah. yeah. But in the fourth quarter, they, they lost that 16 point lead and the yeah. Chinese team had a lot of pluck in them. They, they tied the ball game twice and they really had to work for that victory. The, the rebound count was pretty bad, wasn't it? I think China out rebounded the boom as well, about yeah. 20. I've got to say, Woods, I did have the box score open there. You know, with these FIBA international tournaments, they have all the official first names. It did look quite funny to read a box score, I've got to say. So you've got Clinton Harold Steindl. Um, you've got Samuel McDaniel. Um, you've got Jackson White and you've got Samson Froling playing. So I thought that was pretty cool putting all them. Oh, Mitchell McCarran, of course. But yeah, Samson Froling, um, yeah, Clinton Steinle. Yeah, shout that. out to Mitch McCarran. I don't think he missed a shot last he was, night. It wasn't. What happened yeah. to your boy Keanu Pinder? He was the only one that didn't, didn't get Yeah, D- DNPCD, right? I remember that. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, hopefully he gets a game to uh, get some game time tonight. There's a game going on as we yeah, speak. Yeah, it's on a recording Friday the first of July. Yeah, so we'll both be watching it after we hit record, and hopefully the recording works after this episode. But no, it's interesting. And then we've got another game on Sunday. Is that right? Or? Yeah, China again. Okay, China. Again. And they're going to make us work really hard. Even no. Japan, man. I, I think Joe Chi looked pretty good. Oh, he looked I think, great. I think Baba's maybe in the in the, oh, US, he's in the, the he's summer in, league. He's in the yeah, summer so league. You're right. He yeah, might yeah. not be there, but yeah, I mean, Joe Chi was really some handy last night, wasn't he? So. Yeah, interesting. So it's good to get some sort of games at the moment, isn't it? It's funny. We're in that, you know, no NBL or NBA, but it's just been a huge week of, you know, people yep. moving and sort of different names coming up. And, oh, that's great. Well, so I might just quickly sort of go on to just a bit of an NBL one update. What do you reckon? Um, yep. So, yeah, obviously I just wanted to talk about, you know, I won't sort of go a lot into each conference this week, but I wanted to talk about the performance of the week last week, Woods. So NBL um, one South. Um, so basically none other than big man Harry Froling went absolutely nuts in the game on Saturday. So he plays for Hobart and they played Mount Gambier in a top of the table clash. Um, so Hobart, um, Froling's team won. He went off for 43 points and 16 rebounds in a win there and also got on fire hitting seven of 11 three-pointers. So we saw that shooting touch he had last year. He had that one big game for Illawarra as well. So yep. yeah, great to see, see big Harry doing that. Um, you know, he's obviously his brother, Samson Froling was playing for the Boomers last night. So <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm always going to call him Samson now. I'm sorry. He's not Sam anymore, but um, yeah, pretty, pretty strong effort there by Froling. Um, and also I thought it was interesting with that Boomers team we've just been speaking about before. I think 10 of the guys on that team are currently playing NBL one. Yep. So that's sort of testament to, to how strong that league's become. And again, I say it every week, but get along and support your local team. You're going to be sort of seeing guys that are playing for Australia. You know, there's, you know, NBA G League players that are involved, players that have played in the WNBA, WNBL current players. So, yeah, it's a great league there. So, well, on that as well, very excited about this weekend, Wood. So I've got the old um, four games to commentate for the Hills Hornets this weekend. So tomorrow night, um, the Hills men and women are taking on Canberra. Um, that should be be pretty good. I know the Canberra men's team's a, a really strong team. Um, Canberra women's team's got a few um, WNBL players. They've got Lizzie Tonks. They've got um, Dufelmeyer, a few others on that team. So looking forward to that. And then also they back up again on uh, Sunday for another two games there where Hills are taking on the inner West Bulls there. So um, I know there'll be a few former guests coming out to watch these games and, and friends of the show would. Yep. So I've already been speaking with Matt McQuaid this week, who's involved with inner, city, inner West Bulls there. So He's going to be coming out and he said he might give me a bit of heckling from behind the bench if I make any mistakes there. So shout out to Matt there. And of course, you know, we're hoping AJ will make his home debut yep. there. So um, I know my daughter got to meet AJ this week at a training session. She said he was absolutely lovely. So I saw the photo. Great yeah. photo, wasn't it? Um, my wife said it was the tallest man she'd ever seen in her life. That was pretty cool. Um, so yeah, looking forward to hopefully see him make his debut tomorrow. And of course, you know, TJ will be out there as well. But I believe you might be coming along to, to some games as well. Yeah, I'll come, I'll come on birthdays, man. I just awesome. got it all clear from the the wife so awesome. um i'll try and come to you know b- both the men's and women's on saturdays and at least the men's on on sundays what time's the game tip off on sunday by the way um so it's 11 30 and 1 30 women okay. 11 30 so and keep in mind in a couple of weeks as well woods um hills are playing north um as you probably know north have got uh, one current sydney kings and two former sydney kings on the roster so i know i know come out and see iggy mitchell Patrick, the Colonel Sanders, and Anatoly Boats. Oh, so you can come and see them. So, I'm excited to see Patrick Sanders, yeah, man. I think Hills know? could yeah. be in a little bit of trouble that game. North yeah. are a pretty strong team there. But no, I'm really looking forward to that. And look, as again, I do say it every week, but get out and support your NBL1 teams. You know, there's games obviously now. I'm probably going to be firing up the NBL1 app after we finish recording and checking out some of those games. I know a lot of the, the NBL1 South um, teams play on Friday night there. So yeah, looking forward to that. So 
All right. Well, awesome. That time again, we didn't do it on the last episode. So look, we've had a few people writing in. They're just you know wanting more of the classic packs that we do there. So I believe you've got a, a new pack for us this week. So yeah, why don't you take it away and show us who you got this week? Yeah, so I got the 93-94 Fleer pack, right? Oh, I love nice. these cards. Yeah, so. yeah. Sounds good. Looking forward Let's to it. Get it open. Always like the old Fleer cards. You've missed this too, Woods, haven't you, after not having this for a week? I have. All right. So let's <laughs> do this. All right. The first one is someone, Andrew Canyon, a contemporary would really like, a white guy from the Houston Rockets. Number 50, I'm speaking uh, of. Matty Bullard. Matt Bullard. You know, I don't need many clues with these numbers as well. And he was a bit ahead of his time. He was the big sort of white guy. And he wasn't a big white stiff because he was a hell of a shooter, that guy. He was very good in those... Um, you know, mid sort of go. 90s Rockets teams there. So, yeah, I like a bit of Matt Bullard there. All right. I got the Bullets, a forward from the Bullets, uh, six foot eight inches tall, number 33, undrafted. This is a random one. Any idea? Um, 33. Um, I'm blanking on this one. Nah, tell us who that is. Not Harley La Grant. Larry Stewart. Very stupid. Okay, yeah, I probably wouldn't have got that one. And these are really nice cards on the back. Remember they these? Oh, very nice, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I like those. What do you say, 93, 94, right? Yep, 93, yeah. 94, Fleer. Very good, yeah. Okay, I've got a Lakers card of this man who's forever, whose name is forever going to be linked with Michael Jordan, okay? Uh, not necessarily for the for the best reasons, but in, in folklore. Um, I'm talking about uh, injury. Perhaps someone that was draft, drafted in front of him. Yes. Yeah, indeed. a bit of Sam Bowie. Yeah. Sam Bowie. And we have pulled a lot of Sam Bowie cards, haven't we? And look who's guarding him, Woods. Oh, Lucien Longley. Lucien Longley, number 13 yeah. for the Timberwolves. Yeah, he obviously felt the Spencer was on the bench and Longley was getting the minutes there. But yeah, we have spoken a bit about Sam Bowie in the past. I'm not Paddy Mills. I'm not Chris Mills. I am... Tezza. Terry... Hey. Mills. Yeah, Detroit, sort of Michigan native there. I think he might have gone to Michigan Michigan State he did, College. He did, he did indeed. He was a, a strong scorer, wasn't he? He was a bit of a big unit there. He sort of had that big body and he could shoot and that. But am I right in thinking that Sam Bowie that's guarding him in that card as well, Woods? No, like I don't think so. Not I think that could guy. be Dwayne Shintzius. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. All right. okay, I'm talking about um, revolutionary European big man who came here. Uh, came to the U.S. Um, in the late 80s with the Lakers. Um, uh, an amazing passer. Is, is the picture, is he smoking a cigarette and taking a flop on the floor? Or? <laughs> He's not, but he probably had a cigarette as he walked off, <laughs> nice. off the court. Bloody diva. Bloody, that's awesome. Yeah, love the way that guy played. I've got his Lakers, actually Sacramento jersey in one of the wardrobes. I should pull out one day. But yeah, love the way that guy could pass the ball as well. He was very high, high basketball IQ player, wasn't he? Bit of bloody yeah. that's it. As my dad used to call him, Vlad Devac. Vlad Devac. <laughs> nice. We'll go with that. You tell you what, if I heard that name, I think he was a Russian. If I heard Vlad Devac, I'd be like, oh, yeah, from Moscow or something. Yeah, but no. All right. I'm talking about uh, a super athlete, center, uh, very successful in dunk comps. Both his son and him ah. have played for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Did he, did he perhaps dunk two balls at the he same did time? Indeed. He did indeed. Another Larry, Larry Nance. Larry Nance Sr. Wow. Yeah, I like the way that guy played back in the day. It's like Hubert Davis in that card. I think Nance is probably going to score that one over the shorter shorter defender. Yeah, yeah it is Hubert Davis. Yeah. Okay, hey, I'm hey, Hawks cards, Woods, what's going on? Okay, now I'm talking about LL Cool J's bodyguard, 
big man, um, really weird free throw technique. Rest in peace to him. I was uh, a huge fan of his. Got to be Mason, Anthony Mason from the Knicks. Mace. Wow. Anthony Mason. Shooting with his right hand in that one too. But yeah, Anthony Mason, another guy I've got his jersey that I should pull out Woods. He was an absolute sort of cult cult following with him, oh, wasn't it? Loved yeah. him. And post-retirement, he did work as a bodyguard for LL yeah, Cool J. So. I blame him. I don't think anyone would walk anywhere near that bloke. No relation to the mailman, but teammates on the Utah Jazz. I'm talking of guard. Uh, does he wear my favorite number 24? Bit of Jeff Malone, does right? indeed. Jeff Malone. Yeah. Thing. yeah, I remember I remember him playing with the, the Bullets as well back in the day and then with Utah. He was a, a bucket, wasn't he? he was oh, sort of, man. I don't know yeah. that he did a whole lot else, but yeah, he could certainly score the ball, couldn't he? Yeah, you're looking at 20-plus PPG every season from 1987 all the way through to 92, 93. But, um, what height was he out of interest? Like 6'5", wasn't he? 6'4". 6'4", so he's an o- a two-guard. Interesting. He seemed to sort of fade out of the league pretty quick, didn't he, Jeff? Yeah, yeah. Another un, uh, underrated player. Um, rest in peace to him, too. We've pulled a lot of his cards. It's a special award winner, sixth man of the year card uh, for Uncle Portland Cliff. Trailblazers legend, Uncle, Uncle Cliff. Cliff. Robinson. I got to say, Woods, I'm getting these without a lot of uh, clues today. So I know Stewie's going to be listening from the sports blokes trying to outdo me this week, but we'll have to see how he goes. Right? <laughs> yeah, for That's sure. That's a nice card, too. I like that. You know, I love my Georgetown centers. This guy was a beast playing on those Hornets teams in the early 90s before moving to Miami. I'm talking about none other than. Uh, what would, it, would an Irish maybe say? Top of the morning, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nice. Alonzo. Alonzo. Yeah. Morning Ooh, and listed a bit, of, at, bit of hot rod Williams guarding him there too. Right? Listed at six ten, you know he's maybe even about six nine. Yeah, I was about six, to say six eight, six nine. Yeah, maybe. yeah. He, so he I mean, wasn't as big as those big seven footers around the time, but he was a lot like, of his contemporaries were you know a lot lot taller than him. Hey, oh, not a lot, but the, a little bit. He yeah. was one of those early NBA guys Woods that had muscles on top of muscles, didn't he? When yep. not a lot of those big guys were sort of that cut up the top sort of thing. He was a, a big strong man, wasn't he? Yeah, had a decent mid range as well. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm solid, talking about solid pack, by the way. Oh, definitely. I'm talking about okay. You said John Rilly, right? That, that, that guy's pretty bold, right? Yeah. Okay. This guy is bold as okay, the boldest head ever. Point guard on those great Portland Trailblazers de- team. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number 30. Number 30. Terry Porter. Nice. I used to like Porter back in the day. He was a good shooter, good distributor. Um, he had a cup of coffee in the coaching ranks too, didn't he? Yeah. I think it worked out that well. Didn't work out that well at no, all, you know? No. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm talking about legendary Bulls center, played on those great teams um, in the early 90s. Um, Luke Longley. No, no. Number 42. Uh, undrafted. North Carolina's own, Scott Williams. Scott Williams. Nice, mate. Those number clues will give it to me every time. I know. Sure. There. That might have been my boy Lionel Simmons in that card as well. Nice. This is a special card, a nickname card on the most versatile big man to ever play the game that I've ever seen, in my opinion, right? John Conkak? <laughs> We're not talking about Greg Kite, John Conkak, Jim Micklevane. We're not talking about any of those guys, <laughs> all right? We're talking about... Uh, um, did, I think I might have had a dream. Oh, the, the dream. And this is nice, a beautiful nice. painting. Of him on the like front of his a tiger behind him. Tiger, yep. uh, you know, uh, like this is paying homage to his African roots. Why have they got a tiger though? I don't know. People always think tigers come from Africa and they don't. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, and elephants as well, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. no, I like it. Nice looking card. And then on the back, these are beautiful. Just tells, tells a little story about him, right? Very good. So, Very good. Yeah. Okay, I know you've been wanting this guy's jersey for a long time. That's not a great clue, but this guy was under six foot. He was a 
He's a, he's a pogo stick. Played for the Denver Ooh. Nuggets. Could throw down in-game dunks that looked amazing. Does right? his nickname also go with a very old um, video game as well? It does indeed. It does Pac indeed. Man, my boy Robert Pack. Robert. Hey, uh, as you know, Woods, that's been an eBay alert that I've had for the uh, last 15 years, I reckon. So anytime there's a jersey of his that pops up, I get an email alert. They just never seem to come up. So, yeah, if anyone knows how I can get one, that's literally one of the ones at the top yeah. of my list of Robert Pack. I'll take anyone. I'll take a Washington, Denver, anything like that. But no, that's that's a big fan yeah. of his. Oh, he was you know? awesome, yeah. wasn't he? Great player to watch. All right. So I've got... Uh... I've got this guy's jersey on the Timberwolves, okay? Mm. But this is his um, Pacers card. Uh, he was drafted by Minnesota in 1989. Um, ah. He was a point guard, okay? He could, uh, yes, would, it, would a clue be a toilet, possibly? <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, Two, yeah. The Poo, toilet. Poo Richardson, right? That's the clue. Poo toilet. Richardson. Wow, he's wearing the old um, Flojo Indiana Pacers jerseys in yep. as well. We're in the 24 little like as well. Yeah, nice. Nice. These are nice looking cars. What a great pack though, Woods. Is great that the last pack. one or you got more? Last one, man. That's last it. One. I love these Flair 93, 94. Yeah. Brilliant. Solid yeah. pack. Good mix of sort of players there. Had some sort of funny names, some superstars and some sort of players we pulled before and that. So good stuff. Nice to have the classic packs back, man. Yep. Awesome. All right. Well, that sort of takes us towards the end of the show now. So look, really, we just want to thank everyone for tuning in. Um, as I mentioned at the start of the show, please make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, we wanted to mention there is another throwback hoops that has an account on YouTube. They're rubbish. Don't follow them. So basically, it's like a, 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 a I've got a, a channel there that basically uploads old NBA videos. But I think I actually had heard a mate say the other day he'd actually subscribed to that one thing. It was ours. So don't do that. Um, look for, the, obviously, the, the Hawk with the two microphones. You can see the logo on our screen all the time when you're watching the video. So make sure you hit subscribe and you'll get updates. And that's probably important as well at the moment. I might as well say it now, Wood. So we're not going to be doing the each and every week like we've been doing the last, you know, 36, 37 weeks or so. We are going to sort of be a little bit more sporadic, but we'll still be bringing you content every couple of weeks. And look, obviously, if there's massive news and big moves in the NBA next, next week, I'm sure we'll be back. But yep. we'll start ramping things up again, probably, you know, maybe towards the the latter part of August where yep. we'll start sort of doing some previews. We've got some um, big guests. We've already sort of got confirmed to come on sort of to help us do some previews, some returning guests there. That's a few little sort of clues for everyone there. But yep. Uh, that's sort of the schedule going forward. Um, look, just a reminder where we can sort of be followed. So on Twitter, we're at throwbackshoops. Um, Instagram, we're throwback.hoops. Of course, our email, keep the, the request coming through with throwbackhoopspodcast at gmail.com. Um, I know a lot of people have given feedback about us wearing these Aussies um, that have played in the NBA jersey. So we thought we might ramp it up a little bit for, from the next episode there and start pulling out some really random jerseys that we've got in the collection woods. And, you know, also not just to show off these random jerseys, to kind of sort of educate some people, you know, people that Absolutely. maybe know some yeah. of these players there. So looking through the wardrobe, trying to find this Thon Maker jersey. Some of the ones I was pulling through, I was like, wow, I cannot wait to wear that. And just players that I hadn't thought of that name for years. Likewise, so, man, likewise. Forward to that. So yeah, why don't you tell everyone um, where they can sort of find us on Patreon? Woods? Yeah, so jump onto Patreon. You can just Google Patreon and then search for Throwback Hoops. Any support that you guys can pledge to us, we'll appreciate it. Yeah. <clears throat> Absolutely. If you're listening to us, guys, go on and chuck us a couple of dollars our way for the month. It doesn't go into our pockets. You know, as people don't know, there is a lot of costs associated with bringing the podcast. There's, you know, there's podcast hosting fees. There's, um, you know, software fees that I do my amazing editing job on every week as well, right, Wood? So yep. all the stuff there. So look, if anyone's willing to help, no pressure, obviously, but we'd certainly appreciate. And we do Definitely. really appreciate the people that have already done that so far. So 
All right, so look, we've talked about the schedule there. So it probably brings us a little bit towards the end of the show, Woods. Um, look, as we said, we're still on a bit of a high about this um, DeJounte Murray news. Oh, absolutely, right? so, man. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting as well, number five. So I actually got, I've probably got num- about 20 plus number five Atlanta Hawks jerseys already, Woods, in my boy Jay Smooth there. So I know, I know. Maybe I can just sort of scrub something out with Smith and put Murray on there. I don't have to buy any money at the team store. So <laughs> no, great news there. But look, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of moves in the coming days, obviously. Uh, yeah, there will be. Yep. Agency. Who knows where KD will go? There's a lot of sort of pieces to fall well deandre eight and go and a few other people like that so looking forward to see what happens um yeah um you know support the boomers you know watch their games as we said um by the time this comes out now they would have played japan with a game against china to come and of course as i say every week get out and support the nbl one um, yep, there's a local sure. team where everyone's living so get out and support it and if you're not able to get to a game live jump on the nbl one app and, and stream the games from there all right final word woods Thanks for tuning in, everyone. As uh, as Robbie said, get out to the NBA one, one if you can. Um, if you're in in in, uh, in the in your area, wherever it is, yep. have a look where your local game is and and try and support it. Yeah. Uh, thanks, guys, and look a big thank you and a peace out from the Throwback Hoops crew. <laughs>